What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, coming to you with the last Founders Journal of the Week, my daily diary where I go public for the world, answering the biggest questions about business at Morning Brew and talking about the most important moments in my day. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Today is going to be a little bit different. We're going to do an AMA for the episode. So I am going to be answering the questions of everyone who's listening to this episode live, and hopefully you find it helpful. Let's dive into it. Everyone who's joining, please drop in any questions you have, and I'm going to just start taking them rapid fire. And if you don't have questions, I'm going to start answering my own questions. So I'd love to hear them. What's up, Pierre? Thank you for joining. Unfortunately, Pierre, I am not an expert on the luxury market. So I know there are people a lot smarter than me that can answer your question. Okay, I just actually got a, uh, a text from someone who's watching. The question that I got was, how is Morning Brew navigating COVID quarantine? What are some of the biggest things that you're thinking about? So what I'd say is there was kind of the initial craze as COVID was still materializing as the entire world was trying to figure out what was going on. And that meant businesses were trying to figure out what was going on as well. And so in that first period, I would say our focus was a business was simply to survive, like go into survival mode where we are thinking about how can we build up a cash buffer if this goes on for a period of one or several years and the economy falls into recession, how can we plan for an event where advertising dollars are no longer there. And the one way we were making money as a business uh, isn't something that we can do any longer. And so in the early days of COVID, we spent a lot of time thinking about where can we cut costs that don't uh, involve letting people go. That was always the last possible thing we would do. How can we get smarter and better with our marketing? So instead of a big expense of our business being paid marketing, where we're spending money on Facebook ads and Instagram ads, how can we get smarter and use the content we create as a company as our best marketing asset? So that was in the early days. Now, let's call it three or four months into being work from home um, and being quarantined. I think the biggest thing that we're thinking about is what is the work environment for our company going to look like post-COVID? Um, because what I will say is, while this is a very different scenario of work from home, it's not even work from home. It is forced work from home. I think more than ever, companies and employees are thinking about what does it look like to work from office some days a week, work from home some days a week. And so the way we're thinking about it is if there's a spectrum of how businesses are run and where people work from, on one side, you have 100% in office. Everyone in your company works in office every single day. And on the other side of the spectrum, you have 100% distributed where there is no headquarters, there's no home base for your company. Everyone is working working from their home. Where do we want to live on that spectrum? And that's something that we're spending a lot of time thinking about right now and thinking about the trade-offs, right? So on one side, if you're 100% in office, what is a massive trade-off of doing that? Well, you are keeping your employee pool, all the possible people you could hire to work at your company to a very small geographic area. Whereas if you were 100% distributed, you hypothetically could hire someone from any part of the world. So you think about how much you close off the job market when you're 100% in person. Separately, if you're 100% distributed, 
you need to be thinking about things like serendipity. How do you recreate the experiences in the office where employees are talking to each other cross-disciplinarily, where people end up having a brainstorm that has nothing to do with their work, but it leads to a really important creative insight? I think one of the other big trade-offs is what happens to the people who are working from home but they're part of a meeting where some of the people in that meeting are working from office. How do you avoid employee FOMO where employees worry about, are they experiencing the company, experiencing their career and experiencing mentorship from their boss in the same way that their in-office counterparts are? So a uh, really good question about how we're navigating COVID. And I would love to hear from you all how your companies are navigating quarantine and the pandemic. What do you see for the future of Morning Brew? Well, this is a very, very big question that we spend a lot of time thinking about. So to to make it more granular, I'm going to say, what does Morning Brew look like two years from now? If I think of what Morning Brew looks like high level, the analogy I'd use is you're walking through the streets of New York City and you stop and you ask a random person who looks to be a professional, you know, in their mid 20s, mid 30s, you ask them, have you heard of Morning Brew? Hopefully the first answer is, yep, I've heard of Morning Brew. The second is you ask them, okay, wh- what is Morning Brew? My hope is two years from now, the answer is Morning Brew is a business media company that gives me all of the information I need to be excited about the world of business, to do my job better, and to meet other like-interested, really smart people in my industry or the broader business world. I think right now, if you were to ask people what Morning Brew is, the answer would be Morning Brew is a daily business newsletter or Morning Brew is a collection of newsletters. So to be to go a little bit deeper with that question, I believe that two years from now, Morning Brew, if done right, the brand will be referred to as a media platform, not just a newsletter company that has a collection collection of newsletters and nothing else. Awesome question. Could the reassessment of remote working post-COVID-19 result in more growth for co-working spaces? I absolutely think so. I think in a world where companies are going to not sit probably 100% on the in-office spectrum that I was talking about before, 100% in-office all the way to 100% distributed or remote work, given that I think more companies than not are going to be moving towards the 100% distributed side of the spectrum, what you're going to end up finding is companies not increasing the size of their office space, companies that are either downsizing office or what they're doing is they have a main hub. And instead of like they were planning on doing before, increasing their hub from say something that fit 100 employees to 200 employees to 300 employees, I think what you're going to find companies doing is staying in that 100 employee office longer because you're going to have many employees who decide they want to work in office half the week and they want to work at home half the week. But I think what you'll also start seeing is companies being more remote empathetic, where before, if you were you know, a Chicago headquartered office, your expectation was everyone would work in office in Chicago. Not only is the expectation potentially going to change where if you're in Chicago, you can work in office several days a week or several weeks a month, but then out of office several days a week or weeks a month, you're going to also start seeing companies be like, oh, you're in San Francisco. Oh, you're in Nashville. You know, Oh, you're in Tallahassee. Yeah, work from there. And I think you're going to actually start seeing mini hubs be built where uh, the hope is actually, it's not just one employee in San Francisco, it's five employees in San Francisco and it's four employees in Nashville. And I think actually companies are going to aim for that 
because I think one of the risks of being a solo employee in any city is you, it's really hard to get the full vibe of the culture of the company when you have a collection of other employees within the company that are in your same city, you're going to have a culture that's specific to the five of you, but it'll also be easier to connect to the culture of the full business. And so, yes, I see uh, whether it be WeWork, if they're in business a year from now, or Notel or any of these other companies, kind of being these the satellite space for a lot of companies that are becoming more remote empathetic. Great question. Alex, to answer your follow-up, will it be enough to revive WeWork? I think that it is going to be very difficult given what the balance sheet and the financials of the company look like. I think it is a tailwind, but um, candidly, I don't know in just how poor of a position financially they are today to be able to answer that question well. As a startup, how have you found the process of using third-party software and equally have any of your customers tried to change terms and payment time spans due to COVID-19? I think one of the things you can assume as a company is that your accounts receivable will get extended when you are in a down market or an economic recession. What does that mean? We, we are in the world of advertising. The way that we work with partners is brands, some from the biggest brands in the world to startups that have just raised money, they spend money to advertise in Morning Brew where we create content for them that shows up in our newsletter that people read and hopefully engage with our advertising partner. After a partner runs in the newsletter, we send them an in invoice that is generally, I believe, 30 days payable and we expect to be paid by that partner within 30 days of them running in the newsletter. We have absolutely seen this, as has have other companies seen this, and I think you can expect this in your company, whether it's an advertising-based business or a different business. You can expect that if you are a B2B company, you're selling to other businesses, that you're going to get more delinquent payments during uh, an economic recession or downturn where there are more companies that are not paying in that first 30-day period. And we've absolutely seen that. And that's something that you need to prepare for when looking at the financials of your business and how much cash you need to build up to be okay if your business model, like advertising, ends up being soft for a period of time. Could you describe the culture of working at Morning Brew and the most satisfying part of your work? Yes, I'd love to. So the way I think about Morning Brew's culture is one, it is just the, it is the real life version of our values, but it is also, it is about the people at its core. And so what I will say is when I think about Morning Brew's employees, I, there are two words that come to mind, deeply intellectually curious and proficient at their craft and big hearts. Like every person I think about in our company, I think about as someone that I could lean on if I need something, if I am drowning with work and I need, you know, next person up from the bench, that feeling exists wholeheartedly in Morning Brew where someone is going to always be there to fill in the gaps because they're not just worrying about their work. They're worrying about the broader work of the company and us all paddling in the same direction to accomplish, you know, the future that I described earlier from another listener question. And I would describe it also as intellectual curiosity and proficiency, or not even proficiency, expertise in their crafts. Everyone in our business absolutely loves to learn. And this is one of our core values is intellectual curiosity. We have so many people in our company that weren't trained in traditional ways to do their job well, but now 
they are masters in the job they do. So I can think of everyone from people on the content team who uh, didn't go to J school or journalism school to learn how to write and are exceptional writers to people on our tech and engineering team that weren't traditional engineers or didn't take all of the traditional engineering classes and are some of the best product engineer uh, and tech talent that I've ever met. And so when I think about our core values, it is intellectual curiosity. It is empathy. We are empathetic. We think we put ourselves in the shoes of other people, not only in the company, but also our readers and our advertisers. We are purposeful in the work that we do. When we do things, we think through what the implications of those decisions are that we make, and we have a challenger mentality. And I think that last one is kind of a given as a business media company that is trying to take on some of the largest traditional business media players in the world that have built their brands over the last century. I think there has to be a certain level of chip on your shoulder in order to do the work you do and love doing it. Anyway, thank you everyone for joining this episode. As always, I'm Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew. This was the Founders Journal and I'll catch you next week. Take it easy. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.